High school football season in the Mountain State is back. Join us on Thursday, August 26th for the EPAC season opener as the Hedgesville Eagles battle the Washington Patriots. Power formation here for Washington. It is Wogan behind center. He will take the snap, go off right guard into the end zone. It's a Washington Patriot touchdown. And no doubt about that one, as you said. Coverage begins with the sports mix at 5 p.m., followed by the pregame show at 6 and kickoff at 7, right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. And so you always get all the answers. It's time for the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Nick Verzellini. Welcome in to the Thursday show here today. Big show today. We'll have an EPAC season preview as tonight the regular season in West Virginia high school football begins. Begins with us. We'll be down at Washington for the Washington Hedgesville game. Nick will have play-by-play. I will have color. Uh, Before we get into it, to the show today, this show is sponsored in part by Brown's Funeral Home. Brown Funeral Home. Homes and Cremation, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. And we'll do the EPAC preview throughout the rest of the show, but we'll open with with some opening headlines. Um, Washington Nationals lost last night to the Marlins in 10 innings, but the real thing that Nick wants to talk about, which he talked about, was it, was it Monday's show? He said the streak I, was going to end? I had it ending on Tuesday for the Orioles. It ended yesterday. You were, you were a day late or yeah. a day early. Yep. I thought Dylan Bundy would give him the win, which they did allow, I think, like eight runs to the O's. And then last night, the, the streak finally did end, so I was happy to see that. And also happy uh, that it happened against the AL MVP. That's what I was – Shohei Otani. I was going to say, it happened against Otani. Yeah, so it was an impressive uh, outing for the O's. Obviously, you know, the bats really showed up and – that is the only thing that's sometimes good about that team is that they can sometimes hit, <laughs> and it's not very often. But uh, they do have a couple of you know good hitters. Obviously, Cedric Mullins, Trey Mancini. Did he let what did he lead off the game with a solo shot? Yeah, I mean, if the Orioles were any good, he'd be in the MVP conversation. But they're obviously not. So, uh, you know, he's not in that conversation. But he's had an outstanding year for the team, and uh, Santander is starting to heat back up like he did last year for the team. So maybe he'll be a trade piece, if not a part of the future for the team. Maybe you guys have a solid final month of the season. Probably not. I was trying to be <laughs> optimistic there. Uh, but we'll just get into other one other MLB headline. The Dodgers outlast the Padres in 16 innings last night. In the six, top of the 16th, A.J. Pollock went deep with a two-run shot. Uh, Fernando Tatis, though. He went 0 for 6. Now he's, okay. he's riding a 1 for 24 slump. Yeah, he is struggling right now. Was it the last? Uh, we were last talking week about, I said he was the MVP. I was going to so. say, we were talking about him last Monday after he came back from the from the injured list, hitting two home runs. Yeah. And now he's 1 for his last 24. Yeah, that's not good for the Padres, obviously. I mean, he's kind of he's kind of the guy that gets them going. So if he continues to struggle, you know, that that, that team will probably struggle. So for them, you know, they're fighting for a wild card spot at least, if not a division title. Division's probably looking, you know, not very likely at this point based on how the Giants and Dodgers have been playing. But in terms of wild card, that's still an opportunity for them. And, you know, they're battling, I think, with the Reds right now for the, the wild card. Yeah. Because the Dodgers pretty much, if they don't win the division, have that unlocked. So we'll transition to the NFL for a couple topics. News this morning about what is it? Ten just right, right before eleven o'clock, Ryan Tannehill placed on the COVID nineteen list. He is vaccinated. He will miss five to ten days, depending on how quick he can produce two negative tests over a forty eight hour period. Um, interesting for Ryan Tannehill. Uh, there's six members now of the Titans on the COVID list going into uh, the final week, including head coach Mike Rabel, who tested positive on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so the Titans last year, if you remember, Spencer, they had the big the big COVID outbreak, and they were out. Yeah. You know. That was the beginning the of the Steelers season, too. Game, I think it was. Right, yeah. So they kind of 
made a lot of Steeler fans angry because the Steelers are like, why well, we got to push back our game? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, that's my Steeler fan impersonation. But, uh, you know, and they, they probably were right. And obviously now you said six guys, so that's going to maybe affect the Titans heading into this year. Yeah, it'll, I think it – I don't know how much it will affect them because what the NFL did when they added the uh, 17th regular season game – they took away one preseason game, but didn't move back the start of the season. So you have a whole extra two weeks. So like That's this weekend, this weekend are the last preseason games. And then the NFL season doesn't kick off for, I, I think, is it two weeks from today for the ninth on the Thursday night game to kick off the season? Right. Yeah. So, so that, there's, there's a whole week after there's a, well, there's a whole two weeks after the, their preseason final preseason game. Yeah. COVID in general and how it impacts the football season this year compared to last year, uh, I think will be, you know, hopefully not the same impact it had last year because in just all three levels of football, you know, NFL, it affected some outcomes. Um, NCAA, you know, obviously affected the amount of games they could play in same with high school. So hopefully it doesn't have as big of an impact as it did last year with the vaccination rates continuing to go up and, uh, you know, we don't have to have another season where there's a little bit of an asterisk next to everything because of COVID. Yeah, and continuing the COVID talks, uh, Buffalo Bills receivers Isaiah McKenzie and Cole Beasley have been fined for COVID-19 protocol violations. Uh, They were disclosed. They were fined. I believe uh, McKenzie was fined $14,650. Right, so nothing for him, but for you and I, you know, that'd be a hefty fine. I mean, <laughs> that'd be a hefty fine. You think about it, though, for a player coming in. I don't know how much Isaiah McKenzie. For something you can, to uh, avoid relatively easily, yeah. you know, just follow the protocol. But if you're, a, if you're a rookie receiver, a fringe guy getting fined for that, you're really getting fined. Right? Yeah. They're like you and I at this point. Yeah. If you're a guy that's just coming in for. Well, not quite. But. Yeah. <laughs> But as they have a lot of players on the COVID list, including Cole Beasley and I, I think Isaiah McKenzie, and the players returning from injury, they have signed former Washington wide receiver Stephen Sims Jr., who was go. cut on Monday. So I'm thinking this is just for the final preseason game for a roster spot to be able to go out there and play. Right. But depending on how he plays, he may. It's either an opportunity in Buffalo or an opportunity somewhere else. Yeah, let's he say he's really going to well. show. He could show out on Sunday, and if they need him in Buffalo, then they. They need him, but if they don't, maybe somewhere else will pick him up. Somewhere at some point this season, whether it be due to injury, COVID, something, Steven Sims will find himself on a, on a team because he has been productive. Yeah, while, I mean, an undrafted free agent, but he's yeah. been very productive, especially special teams. He can do it all. Wide receiver, special teams. He can cover. He can, he can also return kicks. But I think that's interesting in the fact is they have players that are – they have starters that are injured that are not going to play this weekend that are going to be good for the season, but they also have those players on the COVID list. So I think he'll get a lot of action, which will be good for him because if he can show out this weekend, he could find a spot on another team. Yeah. I mean, Beasley's probably their starting slot. McKenzie's probably their fourth or fifth option at receiver. So, uh, you know, that's a relatively big loss. And obviously, you know, with them having to pay those fines, hopefully, you know, they get their act together, I guess, if you're a Bills fan. Yeah, and Cam Newton has returned to New England from COVID protocol, and Bill Belichick says he didn't violate any rules. That whole situation was just really a misunderstanding. That's what it sounds like, yeah. And for Cam, you know, obviously that's good. I think that he doesn't have to worry about, well, if Mac Jones plays really well this week, maybe they consider him as the starter. So uh, that's good that that got cleared up, and it seems like Cam will – um, be able to you know play this season and be their starting quarterback, even if Mac Jones ends up being the better option, I think, for them long-term. Because I just think the way the Patriots' offense is designed, Spencer, I don't see Cam Newton – I mean, we saw it last year. He didn't really fit that well in it. And then this year I just think Mac Jones will end up being the guy at some point because he is that traditional pocket passer that played like Tom Brady and doesn't necessarily have to stretch the field with his arm or use his legs a whole lot in that Josh McDaniels offense. So I think that benefits Mac Jones more than it will benefit Cam, but Cam's definitely played well in the preseason and deserves to at least get the first look. Oh, yeah, definitely. And we've hit our first bricks. When we come back, 
We will discuss the EPAC preview, but this segment was sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you, and if you don't like it, they'll take it back. That's HagerstownFord.com. We'll come back. We'll talk EPAC preview next on the Sports Mix. collect on an insurance claim, perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The Mountaineers are climbing. And the final seconds coming off of the clock here at the 62nd Liberty Bowl. And the best is yet to come. They got him again. There goes Lenny Brown. He's going to score six. Fires it toward the end zone. Touchdown, West Virginia. Join us all season long on your home for Mountaineer football. Right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM and AM 740. High school football season in the Mountain State is back. Join us on Thursday, August 26th for the EPAC season opener as the Hedgesville Eagles battle the Washington Patriots. Power formation here for Washington. It is Wogan behind center. He will take the snap. They'll off right guard into the end zone. It's a Washington Patriot touchdown. And no doubt about that one, as you said. Coverage begins with the sports mix at 5 p.m., followed by the pregame show at 6 and kickoff at 7, right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM You know, we had to start with that, Nick. The boys of fall are back. Kenny Chesney. Kenny Chesney. The boys of fall are back. High school football begins tonight in the Mountain State. Uh, Nick, our game is one of how many across the state? Is it three or four? Tonight, it's four. Okay. I don't remember them off the top of my head right now. Come on, Nicky V. I know George Washington is playing against St. Albans. Let me try to remember here. Fairview and Pikeview, maybe? I and thought you then, said George Washington and Pikeview. No, I was wrong earlier. Okay. I, since I re-listened to the check of the area schedule. Which, which will give you all tonight. that information Yeah, we'll tonight. give you that tonight. But I think that's it. Fairmont, maybe, and Pikeview? I don't remember. And Come then on. the other game, I don't know. I just can't remember that those two schools. All right, well... Your EPAC preview, Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference preview here. Martinsburg, we'll start with Martinsburg. That's our, that'll be who we'll have every single week this high school football season. Matt and I will be on the broadcast. Matt will do play-by-play for his final year before he's set to hang up the headset. Uh, I can't wait to have one season with him. Can't wait for him to hang up the headset? No, I can't (laughs) wait to have one one season with him. He's the GOAT. The GOAT? The GOAT. He's the GOAT. Eastern Panhandle. 29 years, I believe. 29 years. So they'll start out 
we'll break down the schedule here. Obviously, they'll start out tomorrow at Salem in Virginia. The pregame show for that will kick off at 6 p.m. Um, and then next week, they'll be home to Musselman, which we'll break down here in at after the 12:30 segment. Then they'll travel back to Virginia, this time just east of Richmond to Highland Springs. Then the 24th of September, they'll be home against Hedgesville. Then they'll stay home 10 on October 1st against Washington. And then the 9th of October, they will travel to Painesville, Ohio to face Riverside. Uh, that'll be an interesting game as they wanted to get scheduling out of state game for some more competition. Then on Friday, October 15th, at home against Spring Mills, so an EPAC game. The 22nd is... Am I looking at the right schedule? I think I'm looking at the right schedule. Um, it will be at home against Jefferson, and then I believe they're yeah they're at Spring Valley on the 29th of October to end the season. That is the correct sp- schedule, Spencer. Yeah. Well, because yeah. on here I'm on Max Preps, and it has it as a home game for Martinsburg. Sometimes Max Preps is a little funky. Yeah. That's why I was like, wait, what? Because I knew they played them home last. Little list year. games like two or three times sometimes too. Yeah, that's true. But for the most part, it's a pretty good resource. Yeah. Um, so we talked to coach Sherman multiple times. You'll hear some of it tonight with, or tomorrow night with Matt Miller on in the coaches segment. Uh, but he said his players are really hungry to play a full season. I mean, I think, I think for the most part, they're hungry and they, they want to get back to it and they want to have a normal season, but, uh, you know, it's strange. It, it is strange. I mean, there still looms a little bit of that. Okay. You know, are we going to be, having a normal season is is it really going to happen is it you know are we going to get quarantined they see stuff on espn of teams that get shut down for a couple weeks and stuff still so you know i think in the back of their head that there's still some of that stuff looming but they're excited to to get out here and when they're here and they're and they're they're doing what they're supposed to do they they have worked really hard and then he discussed about the players getting better every single day of practice you know they've been working really really hard it's a good group of kids and um you know they're talented in some spots, and uh, you know they're they're doing a really good job of, of coming to work every single day, and uh, just getting better every day. So I skipped a team totally on this schedule. I don't know why I did that, but on the 10th of September they are at home against Sharando of Virginia. So they just don't like them. I mean, Sharando into Virginia school. Sharando was in. The conference twenty one when I was at at uh, Heritage in Leesburg. There you go. So they were our conference foe when Virginia High School League had conferences back from two thousand thirteen to I believe two thousand eighteen. I could be wrong on the end date because I was at high school. But if you look at this schedule, I mean, you got Salem, perennial powerhouse in the state of West or in the state of Virginia, not West Virginia, excuse me. And they just they're coming off of a four A state championship in the spring. So I don't know how that's going to feel of how that's going to be for them is they just played. They, yeah. they, they didn't have that spring to recover. They really had a couple months, a month or so maybe to recover before they got back in the weight room and started preparing for this year. Yeah. That's an interesting transition. I think because football is a sport where you need, you know, a lot of time T-Mobile off. T-Mobile is not on the sp- program. Thanks, Max. <laughs> Thanks, Max Preps. Hey. It, it does it has a mind of its own but uh you know that that that's a tough transition because football's a sport where you need some time off in between seasons where other sports like maybe soccer baseball even because a lot of people play baseball you know all summer and then they'll they'll come back and play in the fall same with soccer basketball to an extent too you you can you can have a pretty quick turnaround but when it comes to football you know that's a sport that takes a lot out of your body you know we talked a lot about this this quarterback situation at Martinsburg and we've been talking a lot about badge, but we haven't given Clement Murphy his name on, on the uh, program. So I wanted to make sure we mentioned him. He'll be the more running quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and Ezra will be kind of the, the passing. And I think both of them looked really good in their scrimmage, obviously. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited about Martinsburg football. You know, I won't be there firsthand, but uh, I'll get to experience in the studio and, you know, they're obviously a, a powerhouse program in the EPAC and expected probably to win it again this year. Well, and you got you got to think about this. Um, this obviously 
they're going to score a lot of points. That's just who they are. But I think Coach Sherman really put together a great schedule outside of the EPAC. I mean, you got you got Salem coming off a ten and zero spring season. I don't know how they got ten games in, or yeah, I don't know how they got ten games in their spring season. They were four A state champions, and then you have Sharando, a pretty good out of state regional school. Just you know, just not pretty, not that far away. So you might need to might have needed to schedule a game like that for a close proximity. But then you're going to travel to Highland Springs. Highland Springs, I believe they're runner ups against. Or they lost in, I don't know if it was the state championship or not. Let me look that up. I know that they played, uh, let me look, I'm, I'm looking it up as we speak. I can't, we talked about this on the show before, but I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah, so they lost to Highland, or Highland Springs lost to Stonebridge in the Class 5A state championship game, 13-10. to 10. So you have two teams that appeared in the Virginia State Championship on your schedule this year. And according to Max Preps, preseason rankings top 25 for Virginia. Highland Springs 9-1 and one in the spring comes in at number two in the 5A segment. And then at number seven, the 10-0 Salem Spartans, who were the 4A state champion. So you're playing, according to Max Preps, you're playing two of the top seven teams in the state of Virginia predicted for this year. Yeah. So, I mean, like we said, you know, year in and year out in the state, Martinsburg has either been winning the state championship or, you know, in the state championship. So finding that extra competition to get you ready for the playoffs, I think is important for your regular season. And obviously, you know, this team will be challenged in the EPAC. Uh, There's some good teams throughout the uh, conference, but I think, you know, their focus is certainly on those teams, but, you know, they know that they'll at least be in the playoffs. If if not, you know, the top seed come playoff time, I would think, you know, it'd be a shock if this team doesn't make it somehow to at least a, a playoff appearance. And, I mean, you look at this roster, you know, some of the guys we talked about in the past, or I've heard Matt talk a lot about uh, Braxton Todd, the running back. He, I believe, is questionable for this first game, Spencer. So, yeah, we'll see if he's – full go but even if he's not I mean they got other guys behind him that we saw the other day can do uh you know just as much damage it seems like and then the the linebacker that Matt will interview and you'll hear from tomorrow Camp Chalice uh seems to be a really talented guy on a, on a really good uh Martinsburg defense you know we talked about them putting up a lot of points but they also shut out a lot of teams yeah. over the years too now so, let's transition to Jefferson uh we'll hear from their head coach their head coach, Craig Hunter. Sorry, I'm still getting used to all these names. We ha- I had them all in my head, and then I lost them. But he he's really focusing. There were two and six last season. He's really focusing on taking it. Just, I thought they were three and six. I may be wrong. He was just focusing on taking it all one game at a time. So right now, the only highlight we got on our schedule is Millbrook. Um, that's the only thing we're focusing on right now is getting ready for Millbrook and get prepared the best way we can to see how well – we all get focused, prepared, and execute. So he talks about getting focused and prepared for Millbrook. That is tomorrow night. That is, I'm not sure if that's home or not. Max Preps has it as a neutral game. So I'm not too certain. I, be, I don't know, honestly. We, we should probably look at West Virginia SSAC if you can pull that up. Yeah. Uh, they'll have a more accurate schedule for you, but... Um, you know, this Jefferson team is definitely, I think, on the rise, you know, and Coach Craig Hunter kind of talked about a lot when we had him on how the team had to go through, you know, like everybody had to go through last year, you know, some tough uh, situations with COVID and losing games, losing players sometimes. So I think this year for Jefferson, if if they have their their squad kind of together opposed to you know, each week being questionable about what, which game if they're going to play their game and who's going to be available to play. I think that will really help help them. Yeah. So here's their schedule. Thanks, Nick, for telling me to go to WVSSAC. I totally forgot about them. Yeah, they're a more reliable source. Yeah, because the coaches will submit their schedules to them. Uh, so their home ga- their game tomorrow is home against Millbrook. Then next Friday they will play away at Sharando, and then they'll play away at Musselman on the tenth. 
Then they'll play at home on the 17th against Spring Mills. Then they have an away game at 6 p.m. on the 24th of September at North Hagerstown. Then they come home the next week for 7 p.m. That's the 1st of October against South Hagerstown. And then James Wood of Virginia has a 7 p.m. home game on October 8th. And then they're going to be at Martinsburg on the 22nd, as we talked about. And then home against Hedgesville the 29th of October and against Washington away on the 5th of November, which potentially we're potentially going to have an open game that week because the 29th is a game for Spring Valley. So we'll figure out when that when we get that far down the schedule of who we might want to broadcast that week. But that's you got two Maryland schools and you got three Virginia schools along with your EPAC schools. Yeah, it's an interesting schedule. I think it again, you want to challenge yourself outside of the EPAC because you know, you know, you're gonna get a battle every night. And especially when you get into the later part of the season and, you know, you're hopefully in position to be battling for a division or conference championship. So uh you got to prepare for that. So you, you schedule some good teams out of out of the state of West Virginia if you have to, because again, we're in this location here in the Eastern Panhandle where if you're not scheduling EPAC schools, you're probably going to have to make a pretty big trip in the state to play an in-state school. Like the, yeah, definitely. At least of, of high quality. I mean, we see that with Martinsburg playing Spring Valley. You know, that's a five and a half hour drive yeah. to Huntington to play them. So you want to get those Maryland and Virginia schools in there as much as you can. Well, we've hit the next break. This segment was sponsored in part by Rockwell. They are now hiring for their new facility in Ranson. All employees receive competitive wages and great benefits plans, training programs that support their career growth. Go to rockwelljobs.com slash radio. When we come back, we'll break down Spring Mills and Musselman, who ironically take on each other tomorrow night. That's next on the Sports Mix. Rockwool is one of the world's leading manufacturers of stone wool insulation products and is seeking motivated individuals like you to join their team right here in Ranson, West Virginia. Right now, open roles include general operator, warehouse person, machine technician, and electrical and instrumentation technician. All Rockwool employees receive competitive salaries starting at $17.50 per hour, five-day work weeks, and eight-hour shifts, plus full benefits package on day one of employment, including health, dental, and vision coverage for employees and their families, paid time off, educational reimbursement, a 6% 401k match, and more. If you want a well-paying job and the potential for a rewarding career with a top employer that offers exceptional employee support and development opportunities, visit rockwooljobs.com radio for information on all current job openings right here in Ranson, West Virginia. Apply now at rockwooljobs.com radio. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. You've put up with your water long enough. It's time for Sunset Water Services, your local water solution since 1989, to fix your water problems. Get better tasting, better smelling, and better looking water today. Say hello to drinking your own delicious water for pennies per gallon. Say yes to healthier skin and hair and to softer and brighter clothes. Sunset Water Services delivers your bags of salt to you, so they'll save your back too. And our products come with a one-year satisfaction guarantee. Call 304-754-9031 for a free water quality test today. Sunsetwater.com. The excitement of West Virginia high school football featuring the Martinsburg Bulldogs is right around the corner. Now the ball on the near side, hash mark. That's Anthony Smith going in motion to the far side. Warren wants to throw into the end zone and high into the air. Hudson Clement leaps right over the top of John Getz. The Bulldogs kick off the season on Friday, August 27th at Salem, Virginia, battling the Spartans. The kickoff is at 7, the pregame at 6, following the sports mix at 5 p.m. here on Talk Radio, WRNR, and TV 10. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Seven, Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
Welcome back to the Sports Mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR, 106.5 FM, AM 740. Streaming on Facebook, TV 10, and TV 10 on Comcast Channel 10. This segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. That's ParsonsFordOfMartinsburg.com. Shout out in our Facebook comments, David Wood says, good luck, and it's an eagle emoji tonight. So he's saying good luck to the Hedgesville Eagles tonight. Yeah. Go Eagles, I guess, for David Wood. We can't be. We can't pick sides. Anymore. I'm not picking sides. I'm saying for him, he's saying go Eagles. Uh, he not is. you or I. I don't I could care less who wins, honestly. All right, so now let's talk about Spring Mills. We'll hear Just hoping for a good football game, Spencer. I'm hoping for a good football game, too. I think we'll get one. I'm, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the last segment. So now we'll hit Spring Mills. Head coach Josh Sims talked about the importance of a quick start. Whether it was, you know, EPEC teams or conference teams or not, uh, you know, you, you always want to start fast um, and, and obviously not have to dig out of the hole. So we definitely have the mindset that we, we want to come out the gate, uh, you know, firing all cylinders, you know, getting off to a good start is always important. And then he talked about having his young guys step up this year. Compared to last year in regards to the COVID um, situation and also it being my first year, um, it definitely was nice to, uh, you know, hit the ground running a little bit, you know, already knowing a lot of the kids personally. Obviously, uh, a lot of them being uh, at least somewhat familiar with our system. We, we got a, young, a lot of young guys um, that were asking to step in and, and contribute um, in a very meaningful way. So... We'll take. We'll break down their schedule real fast. Obviously, at Musselman, that is tomorrow night at seven p.m. Going on in the EPAC, and then nine September third, they're home against Washington. The tenth of September, they're away at Hampshire. September seventeenth, they're away at Jefferson. The first, they'll have a bye week. The week after that, excuse me. Then on October first, they're home against Hedgesville. Then the October 8th, they are home against Frankfurt. The 15th of October, they are at Martinsburg. We'll be Matt and I will have that game for you. The 22nd, they'll be home against, of, of October, they'll be home against North Hagerstown. And then the 29th of October, they'll be home against Albert Galton, I believe is how you say it, P, high school out of Pennsylvania. And then to end the season on the 5th of on the 5th of November, they'll be home against Morgantown. Nick, do you know anything about this PA team? Just because you're from PA, do you know who they are? Well, they're from Uniontown, so that's not very close to my area. Okay, so I, was no. just, I was just asking. I didn't know. Well, Uniontown is... Uh, that's pretty close to here. Yeah. Yeah. But, never mind. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, uh, if you ever seen the uh, movie about the running back at Syracuse that passed away, I can't remember his name, from uh, who won the Heisman. And he was the first uh, African-American to win the Heisman. Um, he's from Uniontown okay. originally. And then he moved to New York, I think. All right. So breaking down the schedule, though, a lot of a lot of good teams, a lot of different teams on the schedule. This is a very diverse schedule compared to what we've seen so far from the other three teams. You, you got a Morgantown team, which is three always your first four to Spencer, EPAC. So yeah. that's why they have to get out to a quick start because if you fall yeah. behind, then – then you got to play, I think, Martinsburg is their, their next game. So Then they'll, well, they'll have Hedgesville. Then they'll they'll have Frankfurt and then Martinsburg. And then North Hagerstown, which, though, in Maryland, they always, they're a very competitive school. Yeah, I didn't know much about North Hagerstown, honestly. But I'll believe you. <laughs> <laughs> but they end the season at home against Morgantown. I think that'll be a big matchup. Definitely. Morgantown is always a school that always competes. Will Dave Wilson be on the call for that one? I don't know. Is, does he do Morgantown or does he do? I don't know. I'll have to talk to Can't our remember. buddy Dave Wilson. But that could potentially, depending on how things are squaring out, we, we have that option because we don't have a game the 5th of November. So we'll call a game that day. There you go. Because that's Martinsburg's bye week, I believe, because they don't have a – their bye week is the final week. Gotcha. So overall, I mean, you got different teams in here. You got Hampshire, uh, Hampshire Frankfurt. Uh, then you have a Maryland school, a Pennsylvania school, and then your EPAC schools, and then Morgantown. So it's a, it's a different schedule than what we've seen from the other schools. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, this team, 
Spring Mills, they're, they're a solid club, usually. And I think they'll be good again this year. I mean, I really liked what coach, I liked what we heard from all the coaches. Obviously, you know, they're excited about the season. So they're kind of giving us their, their pitch for how good they're going to be. But I think, you know, Josh Sims, he had a lot of success at his previous school. He comes here to Spring Mills in his second year now. He can kind of establish his system. And uh, he won a state championship, I believe, at Class A it was. So now he's moved up to Triple A, and he's he seems like a really good coach in terms of his previous success. And he played uh, football WVU. So he's had you know a lot of experience uh, in the Mountain State and having success in the Mountain State when it comes to the game of football. Yeah, now let's transition to their opponent tomorrow night. That is the Muscleman Appleman. Um, they obviously start the season tomorrow night at home against Spring Mills. Then they have Martinsburg next week. And then they start the season with four home games. Then they'll have Jefferson the 10th of September. Then the 17th, they'll have Sharano, Virginia. So Sharano, another team on the schedule. And then the 1st of October, they'll play Morgantown at Morgantown. The 8th of October, they'll be away at Hedgesville. Then the 15th, Wheeling Park will come to town. Well, I think that's a good get schedule-wise. Wheeling Park's have a, really good. To have a team come all the way from the northern panhandle to the eastern panhandle, I think, is a good get. They went all the way to Huntington last year to play a game. Yeah. And then you'll have Washington away the 22nd of October. Then the 29th, you'll be at Bridgeport. And then at home the final week against Parkersburg. So that final week. That's a big one, too. It'll be, it'll be hard for us to choose which game we're going to call that week. Yeah, we'll all depend on you know records and yeah status of. I don't what think the we'll decide that is, game until a week or two prior to that game. Yeah, but that Parkersburg game is interesting. I got to saw, uh, see them and uh, Wheeling Park last year. Parkersburg has the best player in the state, arguably Bryson Singer. At least he won the Player of the Year last year, I believe, and he's their quarterback. He's really good. He can he can throw it. He can run it, and he's got an offer to Marshall. So um, you know he, he's a. He's a really fun guy to watch. And then Wheeling Park, I don't quite remember who they have that will be back this year, but they were a really talented offensive team that put a beat down on Huntington um, in Huntington last year after making that far trip. So they, they were a fun team to watch too. So, you know, Musselman's really challenging itself with the schedule. And you talked about too, their four home games to begin the year. I believe Coach Thomas, when he was on the show, talked about how they last year barely got to play at home. So yeah. this year they're happy that they they start the year at home, but also know that you know as the season goes on, it will be a challenge. And speaking of Coach Brian Thomas, he talked about his first three games. Those three games are EPAC games. I mean, with our schedule, there, there's no there's no cupcakes. There, you know, there's no um, there's no gimme. So we we got to be ready to go right outside the gate. You know, if we're not, then you know all three of those teams are are really really good teams. And you know, straight up, that's what that's what he said. They're all three really good teams, and you know, you'll have to see your returning players who are really going to make the big impact the first month. They don't and, have much returning either. Spencer. Yeah, and he he talked about his few returning players. Even though we only had three guys that had playing time, we got a lot of like we have a big senior class. We have seventeen seniors, and you know, like I said, most of those seniors didn't play, but they were still on the team, so they still. You know, they still they still got to learn, um, you know, from being on a really good team, from, you know, coming to practice and getting better every day. We talk a lot about that, you know, just because you didn't play and you weren't on the field Friday night, you were still still part of those team meetings and those conversations where, you know, we were preparing for people uh, and we were getting better. So, you know, I, I think we do carry a little bit of momentum just because, you know, we, we have guys that have been on, you know, the, those successful teams. This is what's interesting to me about Musselman. You know, yeah. is this a reload year where, okay, while these guys didn't play a lot last year, they still have a lot of talent. There's just a ton of talent in front of them. Or is this more of a, uh, I guess, transitional year for them where maybe they struggle a little bit because they don't have a ton of varsity experience? Yeah, I think that'll be something really interesting to look forward to this season as we go down, and we'll talk about them each week. But we'll have to hit a break right now. When we come back, we'll break down – Hedgesville and Washington, and then preview their game a little bit. That's tonight at 6 p.m. When we come back, we'll do that on the Sports Mix.
with four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. When you've been in a wreck, you're hurting, you're confused, the insurance company's calling you. Insurance companies are not your friend. They have a duty to their shareholders, not to you. That's why you need to call us to make sure that you are maximizing what you are entitled to. We've recovered over $100 million for our clients. Every case is different, no result is guaranteed. But one thing's for sure, we'll treat you like family. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. High school football season in the Mountain State is back. Join us on Thursday, August 26th for the EPAC season openers. The Hedgesville Eagles battle the Washington Patriots. Power formation here for Washington. It is Wogan behind center. He will take the snap, go off right guard into the end zone. It's a Washington Patriot touchdown. And no doubt about that one, as you said. Coverage begins with the sports mix at 5 p.m., followed by the pregame show at 6 and kickoff at 7, right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to the final segment of the Sports Mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 TV10 on Comcast and streaming on Facebook at TV10. Uh, this segment sponsored by the Marius Group. Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors John Everson and Phil McCoy call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Now let's talk let's preview these two teams that are playing tonight. We'll start out with Hedgesville. Um, looking at their schedule, Hedgesville obviously takes on this game, takes on Washington tonight away, but then next week they're at home against Warren County in Virginia. Then they're on the 10th, they're at home against East Fairmont. Then they're going to play that, they're going to have a two-week stretch back-to-back where they're playing Morgantown away, that's the 17th, and the 21st, 4th, excuse me, they'll be home against Martinsburg. And then October 1st, they're away at Spring Mills. And then they are home against Musselman on the 8th of October. October 15th, they're home against Princeton. The 22nd of October is their open week. The 29th of October, they're away at Jefferson. They end the season the 5th of November at Hampshire. So a pretty tough schedule right in the middle of the season, right at the end of September. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that didn't win a game a season ago and didn't win a game the year before that. So, you know, they're trying to bounce back. And they were a playoff team just in, back in 2018 where they went, I think, 7-5 and five and lost in the second round. So they had a really good program, and I think Coach Faircloth is trying to build that back. He seems to be getting guys in the weight room. Will that transition to the field? And we'll just have to wait and see. I think tonight, though, a chance to make a statement against a team that made the playoffs last year again in Washington. Yeah, and a chance to make a statement the first game of the season in the EPAC. Here's what he had to say about getting better this offseason as a team. The biggest thing for us was we wasn't we couldn't be around each other last year. So, you know, we went we just showed up. We showed up in July and the season kicked off in August and you know the kids really wasn't around each other to, to build that cohesion that we wanted to, to build, the culture we wanted to build. And, and ever since January we've averaged seventy five kids in the weight room, even through dual sports. And and now we're a group. We're united. There's no there's no drama, there's no clicks, it's it's all one team, one fight. So I think that 
you know, he's got a big stronghold on this team after, you know, being able to see them all off season, not being able to see them last summer was, was very tough. And, you know, at the end of the school year in the 2019, 2020 school year, but he also, he, he's really, really, really looking forward to seeing the development from last year to this year from his offensive line. And he had this to say. I'm going to tell you up front, I think we, we have turned the corner. I think up front we're, we're looking anywhere from 6'7", 280 to, you know, 5'11", 290 across the board. And they put the work in. And, and they've really developed as far as learning, you know, blitz scheme and how to pick up blitzes and, you know, when we're going to down block, when we're going to kick block. And I think up front-wise is where we really developed this offseason. Uh, and our, our quarterbacks, we got two quarterbacks right now that are battling it out. Uh, but they, they both bring two different aspects to the game. One's a really good physical runner, and the other one can really f- throw the football. And I think this year for Hedgesville overall, it's going to be a year to see what they have, a year to see what they could do with an off season of, you know, having a, a program in the off offseason. Uh, you know, I don't – overall, I don't expect them to make the playoffs, but I expect them to really compete this season, especially in the EPAC. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean – we really won't know, though, until what we see tonight. Yeah. Tonight is the chance for us to see, okay, is this a legitimate step in the right direction for Hedgesville at least, or are they kind of the same team they were last year? I think tonight, while it won't set the stone for their season, I think it will. it's a chance for them to at least show that, okay, Hedgesville's on the rise at least. If not, yeah. if not this year, be very competitive because, you know, they do have size, if anything else. They have size, and they have big, strong kids. So if they want to run the football, and that's you know the first step, I think, starts with that offensive and defensive line. If you can control the line of scrimmage in high school football, you got a chance to win. And we'll see, I think, tonight, you know, Washington's another physical team. I'm expecting this to be a run-heavy game, and I'm expecting – Yeah, oh, yeah, most definitely. I think it's going to be a run know two teams that are just gonna be very physical yeah and then now we'll move to washington their opponent tonight just a quick breakdown of their schedule they obviously start tonight at home against hedgesville and then they'll next week they'll be at home they'll have are all i guess all their games are at home this year according to the wvssac website they all say home that's probably a typo there's no way they play every game at home there's no way well just give us the opponents then spencer Let's see what Max Prep says. Uh, so apparently they're away next week? I don't know. Whatever. Their opponents are uh, the 3rd of September, Spring Mills, uh, Frankfurt on the 10th, Independence on the 17th of September, the 24th. They'll be playing Park View of Sterling, Virginia. Familiar with them, I am uh, from being from Northern Virginia. Uh, October 1st, they'll play Martinsburg. That'll be a big matchup we'll have right here on Talk Radio WRNR. 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. And then they'll play on the 15th. So they'll have the bye week between uh, game 6 and 7. That'll be around the 8th, I believe. They'll have a bye. So on October 15th, they'll play Preston. And then the 22nd EPAC game with Musselman. And then uh, they'll play Hampshire to end the season, I believe. Or no, then they'll play Jefferson to end the season on the 5th. That's what it is. So a pretty a pretty interesting schedule. Uh, we talked to head coach Glenn Simpson. Uh, you talked to him. We'll hear that conversation tonight. But we also talked to him on the phone uh, during the show a couple weeks ago. Uh, he was really happy about what he had so far during the, the early practices. Pull that up right here. Well, the practices have been uh, great. They've been spirited. Our guys are very excited about the upcoming season. Uh, they've been working hard all summer and, uh, you know, really uh, trying to compete with each other and, and prepare for a great season of uh, Panhandle football. And then he talks about replacing his players that have graduated. Uh, continue to develop your culture and build on the, uh, the positive aspects that uh, 
that uh, carried out for you yet uh, last year, and and you just keep moving. You know, you always keep moving forward. Uh, that's the great thing about uh, football, and the thing that I stress with these young men all the time. Uh, you you have to embrace and enjoy the moment because next season is going to be completely different. You don't get to pick up where you left off. The the people that are in the locker room at this point in time will not all be here next year. So uh, the guys have embraced that philosophy. I'm very excited about the young men who are stepping into new roles this year, and uh, I think we're going to be a very competitive team. That was Glenn Simpson, head coach of the Washington, of Washington. And Nick, here, I'll, I'll start it off, see what, and then I'll hand it off to you for the, we've got about a minute left here. Um, tonight, I'm really looking forward to both teams competing on the field just to see what they have. Obviously, we talked about that, what each team's going to bring. Uh, you know, this this will be a game seen across the, the area. will probably be a lot of people in attendance for that game. But I think overall it's going to be a great game. And I don't th- – I think it will be a highly competitive game. I would agree with that. I think Washington's got to replace a lot of starting with the quarterback position. And, uh, you know, they have some young guys as well. So I think just seeing how they come out. Uh, again, you know, these two teams are pretty much mirror images of each other when it comes to – offensive and defensive philosophy so physical game run heavy game that's what we're going to see tonight um Eisensall in the backfield for Washington I had a chance to talk with him he was you know really excited so uh I think that will be what we see is the running backs are going to start tonight Nathan Albright on the Hedgesville side um tossed on the Hedgesville side as well so those are some of the names that to keep an ear out for yeah and as we get get ready to depart here for today's program uh, we'll be back on the air tonight at six from from washington high school um and then tomorrow nick will be live solo he'll do a solo show he'll talk to matt miller about the contest and then he'll talk with luke creasy of hd media about a big contest in the triple a in the southern part of the state that being cabell midland at spring valley and then i'll come on talk a little bit of Salem football as we get ready for that game uh but it was a great EPAC preview show we'll talk to you later tonight for Nick Verzellini I'm Spencer Dupuy talk to you later tonight <laughs>